metal isn't merely hair bands with heavily teased hair and skin-tight spandex screaming at the tops of their lungs. This genre of magnetic music makes fiends of its flocking followers. Wow! Calling all metalheads, get ready to bang your heads as we riff on heavy metal on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to this, another exciting edition of FYI. And today we're going to take a look at one of my favorite genres of music, and it's metal. Yeah, I know, the title says heavy metal, but is there another metal that's a music genre? No. So that's why we can call it simply metal. And I grew up with metal. As many of you guys know, I grew up in the 80s. That's right. As we say, when it was in its heyday, su mejor momento. And for those of us who are still metalheads, remember, we don't say un heavy, we say a metalhead. Well, metal will never die. But we're going to look at all different aspects of this music that is even controversial. I remember court cases at the Supreme Court against heavy metal bands. And we're going to look into all that today, even the satanic panic. Well, you can't talk about heavy metal without talking about sex, drugs, and Satan worship, even if it's, most of it is just an act. Let's kick off with today's intro. I started out by saying heavy metal isn't merely hair bands. Now, a hair band are these famous heavy metal bands from the 80s, like Motley Crue, Poison, where their hairstyle and their makeup seemed more important than the music in some cases. So it isn't merely hair bands with heavily teased hair. And when you tease your hair, all you have to do is think of the 80s. It's a lot of hairspray. Just put in 80s look in Google or teased hair and you'll be like, oh yeah, that. And then I said skin tight spandex. You say lycra, but we call it spandex. And yeah, for some reason they wore it skin tight, whether it was jeans, spandex, or leather pants. And we're going to talk about the rock uniform a little bit later on in the show as well. And then I use the expression to scream at the top of your lungs. I think you say a pleno pulmón, if I'm not mistaken. Then I went on to say this genre. Vamos a pronunciar esto. Genre of magnetic music. Let's be honest. There is a certain magnetism around this music. And it makes Fiends. Now be careful. I didn't misspell that word. I didn't want to say friend, porque realmente es la palabra friend sin la R. It makes fiends of its followers. And a fiend is literally un demonio o un malvado. 
but it also means un fanatico. So I thought that that was an appropriate word. And then I let out my loudest rock scream. And if you haven't done that yet, let out a yeah right now. You know you want to. It feels good. In fact, you can even put up the devil horns or put your fist in the air throughout the episode. Feel free to get into it, to get into it siendo meterte en ello. And then I went on to say calling all metalheads. We call them metalheads or headbangers. What we don't say is heavies. I said calling all metalheads. Get ready to bang your head as we riff on heavy metal. Now I know you know the word riff because that's the same in Spanish, right? A guitar riff. But also to riff on is improvisar. Vamos a improvisar hablando de heavy metal. And why? Because it's not black and white. Let's start with the origins. And as always, we have to start way before heavy metal. So how far back do we have to go? Well, if it comes from rock music, and rock music comes from the blues, then it seems like most modern music, you have to go back to the blues. And if you listen to some early blues songs by, for example, Robert Johnson, the way he strummed the guitar and used his voice was different than a lot of the blues you were hearing at that time. And the interesting thing about Robert Johnson, in true heavy metal fashion, the word didn't even exist back then, but there's a rumor that he sold his soul to the devil to be a successful musician. And I was very lucky. I went to Clarksdale, Mississippi, where that event supposedly took place. So we've always got to go back to the blues. Because what is it? Well, if you think about it, rock is really like the blues, but played a little bit harder, with a little more distortion, a little grittier, no más sucio en cuanto a sonido. And Robert Johnson wasn't the only blues guitarist using this sound, which was relying on heavy distortion, power chords. There were several, and we'll trace it to several songs as well. So, as we said, the blues in general. But what were the predecessors? What paved the way for heavy metal as we know it today? Now, again, the word heavy metal didn't even exist when the supposed first heavy metal album came out. And we're going to talk about what the first heavy metal album was. Again, it's disputed, but I looked at a lot of different sources and it was pretty unanimous that this was the first heavy metal album. But I'm not going to tell you which one it is yet. I'm just going to tell you some of the songs that were hard and heavy and used distortion and maybe were what you would call the predecessors of this amazing kind of music called heavy metal. Now, there was something called surf rock. A group called Dick Dale, Dick Dale, a singer with a group, had a song called Let's Go Trippin' in 1961. And it was a pure hard rock, almost heavy song. Again, the term didn't exist yet. Then there's another song, Misery Lou. I'm sure you guys know that one. I think it's on the soundtrack to Pulp Fiction. 
Then there was the Kingsmen and their song, Louie Louie. Oh, no. That was in 1963. The other ones I mentioned were 61 and 62. So the early 60s, surf rock, garage rock. Oh, the Kinks. There was another one in 1964 with their hit, Girl, You Really Got Me Now. Now, again, no one would consider these songs to be heavy metal songs, but they all influenced the heavy metal songs we know and love today. Then there was another group called Blue Cheese who did a version of Eddie Cochran's Summertime Blues. And I recommend you give it a listen because Summertime Blues is obviously a blues song. Well, I'm a working all summer just to try to earn a dollar. Do, 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 do. Okay, you all know the song. Well, Blue Cheer, a group, a little known group called Blue Cheer, did a cover of that song, which is pure heavy metal. And then that same month, Steppenwolf, another classic hard rock slash heavy metal band, they had an album and a song off that album. It was a self-titled album. And the song, you might know it, it might ring a bell. Born to be wild. And that song even has the word heavy metal in it. Now, he's describing a motorcycle. But listen, the song goes, heavy metal thunder. Does it ring a bell? Well, he wasn't talking about the music yet. He was talking about literally heavy metal, a motorcycle. And of course, we couldn't talk about rockin' loud rock without talking about the Beatles. And in 1968, they released Helter Skelter. And that was Paul and John trying to make as much noise and distortion as possible. And what do you guys think? I think they pulled it off. And there's another one as well, which was the same year. This was 1968, the same year as the Helter Skelter song. This one was called In a Gata Vida, baby. Now, it's called In a Gata Vida. The, the original title was In the Garden of Eden. And the song is uh, by a group named Iron Butterfly. So again, I named some of the predecessors, some of the songs where if you listen to them even now, you'll notice that they sounded different to all the other songs that were coming out at that time. And so the stage was set. Estaba el escenario preparado. We were ready for heavy metal. And this was in 1968. Three of the genre's most famous pioneers came to be. They were founded. And I'm talking about Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath and Deep Purple. We're talking about royalty and they were all founded in 1968. So you could say heavy metal was born in 1968 and critics hated it. They panned it. They said it was horrible music. They had no talent, that they were a bunch of degenerates. And I remember reading a lot of these reviews. Oh, and let me give you guys a disclaimer. I know I'm going to leave some bands out. And again, all of these things are debatable. What was the first heavy metal album? Well, it is generally accepted that the first heavy metal album is Black Sabbath, their self-titled album, Black Sabbath. 
before we looked at a lot of different songs that had elements that would later be in heavy metal. But this was a heavy metal album from start to finish. I mean, even the look, it had the demonic, you know, the witch and all of this kind of this symbolism, this Satanism. And that was a big thing. Again, uh, Ozzy Osbourne is the first person will, who will tell you that he didn't worship Satan ever. <laughs> it wasn't his thing. It was more about a dark image because all of the other music, even if it was hard, they still had a friendly image and they wanted to focus on the dark side. So that was definitely a turning point. Uh, again, people will argue that, but it is generally accepted. Another one that is uh, that came out the same year so imagine these were great years for music 1968 to 1970 and that was deep purple with their famous one deep purple in rock these two albums you can debate over whether they're they were the first but they definitely are crucial in telling the story of heavy metal and there's even a debate over which bands are considered hard rock and which ones are heavy metal. Some people will say that Van Halen, for example, I'm just choosing one randomly, a la thought. Well, some people will say that that's not really heavy metal, even though they've got the, the guitar riffs and the solos and the, the banging on the drums. Some people call that party rock. So again, these are all things that are debatable. You've got also Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, I mean, he was great too because what he did is he made it about the show and the image as well as making fantastic music. They called his kind of music shock rock. Porque, bueno, the aim, the idea behind it was to shock people, especially the audience when they attended their concerts. Uh, another one that's debatable is Kiss. Okay, I get the makeup and the hair, and I've seen Kiss in concert, and they are truly amazing in concert. I highly recommend it, but I don't consider Kiss heavy metal. It is more like pop rock. It's not even hard rock. They even have like a disco kind of catchy kind of feel. Aerosmith, another one. Okay, they've got some heavy songs, but they are very blues rooted, right? Their roots are in blues. Well, kind of like Led Zeppelin. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones. I mean, you can clearly hear the blues in their songs. I think one that nobody will debate at all here is Judas Priest. I mean, they had the look, they had the sound, and they still tour to this day. Rob Halford is still one of the most amazing front men ever and what a vocal range he has and we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about that too in the in the bonus part of today's show how a lot of times heavy metal gets a bad rap and no recibe muchas críticas but we're going to talk about how it's linked to classical music in some way and how it's not simple music to make, so to speak. And if you want to find out about that, plus the dark side of heavy metal, of course, we've got, it has a very dark side and we'll, we'll look at the dark side. We're also going to look at some censorship and the downfall, La Caída, 
what happened? Why don't we see hard rock and heavy metal in the mainstream anymore? Plus, I'm going to tell you guys about all the concerts that I've attended. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, and I'll also share some great recommendations of videos that you guys can check out if you want to learn more about this topic. Now, if you want to join us, you can do that. You can join us on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Remember, we have all different levels. If you're a star student, well, you'll have access to the bonus audio. That's an extra episode every week. If you're a superstar student, well, you'll have access to vocabulary sheets that correspond with each episode. If you're a super duper student or an interstellar student, well, you can be in monthly and weekly classes with me reviewing all the key vocabulary. If you want to sample or you just want to find out more, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And I'd like to take a moment to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students Mara, Javier, Francisco, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Paco, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. Remember, if you guys want some more information about how to join our curious community, just go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and get in on the action. Before we take a look at uh, the look, because rock and roll is not just about the music, heavy metal is not just about the music, but it's about looking the part as well. But I wanted to let you know that heavy metal has also broken into a lot of different sub-genres, such as death metal, black metal, new metal, which was kind of metal mixed with rap. So remember, there are sub-genres as well, but the look is generally the same. The classic uniform of a headbanger is, I would say, some ripped jeans, definitely some faded ripped jeans or leather pants if you can afford them or fit into them. Of course, you're going to need a black t-shirt or at least a t-shirt with your favorite band on it. You'll need some boots. Cowboy boots are always cool. A black leather jacket. You call it una chupa. Denim will do. Nos vale el de vaquero también. But you have to have a patch of your favorite band on the back of it. And some pins. I remember, guys, I remember going shopping. And I would go to record stores when records existed and CDs and tapes. And I remember buying patches and my mother ironing them or sewing them onto my jacket. So when I was a kid, I looked the part. And remember, there's a wide range there, too, because some go for more of a gothic look, a darker, like Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath look, and some go for a more glam look, you know, like Motley Crue or, or something like that. But the thing is, you don't conform to standards. And I'm not just talking about when you dress. I'm talking about in general. If rock and roll is about rebellion, well, heavy metal is about double the rebellion. And of course, remember the hair bands, in my opinion, even if their music was great, they took it too far. Se pasaron tres pueblos, as you say in Spanish. I'll never forget when my grandfather looked at the Poison album, Look with the Cat Dragged In, que es una buena expresión que significa, mira quien entró por la puerta. 
And he saw the four members of Poison, Brett Michaels, C.C. DeVille, para que veas que yo era fan. And he goes, these women are pretty. And I go, <laughs> um, okay. So I think they went too far. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything against people who dress as women or men or whatever you want to dress as. I don't care if you walk around dressed as a pumpkin. But I'm talking about as far as taking the music seriously, it seemed like it was more about what color you dyed your hair or whose hair was teased more and, you know, how much lipstick and eyeliner you had on or how many animal prints you could wear, like leopard and stuff like that. So it got a little bit too crazy. They went a little bit overboard. And as you'll see in the bonus part, I think this was something that led to its downfall. We'll let you guys be the judge as always. I'll present you with some information and then you make the call. Tu decides. But all throughout history, authorities have been trying to decide what's appropriate for us to listen to. Did you guys know that in 1965, Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones was banned? on many radio stations. And in 1968, The Doors and their song, The Unknown Soldier, well, that was also banned because it had an anti-war message. I mean, the Beatles were even banned by the BBC because of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and A Day in the Life because, well, they were promoting drug use. That's right, not even Sgt. Pepper was safe. But that was nothing compared to the witch hunt that they had for heavy metal. And I remember there was a huge event, it was a media event, and there were very important people who were involved, including Tipper Gore. In fact, she has become a symbol of censorship in the United States. Tipper Gore is Al Gore's wife. And they started the Parents Music Resource Center, the PMRC, and they decided that they would be the judges of what was appropriate and inappropriate. And this was because Tipper Gore got uh, Prince's Purple Rain. Now, everybody who knows Prince, they know that he's always got a sexual or sensual part to his music and his look and his stage show so i mean also buyer beware come on guys you want prince to raise your kids well yeah they thought that it was their responsibility to go around telling people what songs they could listen to what albums were apt for the radio uh, they even came up with a filthy 15 and these were songs that referenced sex violence drugs again These are artists. Many of the cases, they're not even Satan worshipers. Yes, there is a, a drug element. But I believe you as the parent has to say what the kid can listen to or not. And if you don't want them to listen to it, you, you got to give them a good explanation. Well, they live a lifestyle that is dirty and short-lived and many of them die young. If you have, you know, don't, don't expect Marilyn Manson to raise your children or video games. That's, you know, that, that really grinds my gears. Uh, me saca de quicio, I think you say. 
But on the other hand, I will say this. It's not a bad rap. I mean, they have that reputation for a reason. This music is known to be aggressive or at least promote aggressive behavior. Um, it's about alienation, being alone, being a loner, right? Not being understood. As we said before, we've got the those satanic themes. As we said, the, the cover of Sgt. Pepper. Do you know who's on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's, the album? Aleister Crowley, the head of the satanic church. You know, of course, a lot of it was deservedly so. A lot of this criticism that it got, and deservedly so, is merecidamente. They objectify women. I mean, I remember it. I, I, I finally, I realized, I go, okay, this music is, I like the music, but don't take the message to heart. You don't want to be like these people. And that's the thing. That's what I think we have to teach our children, the line between what's real and what's entertainment. And we're going to look at that a little bit. How much of this satanic panic was just performers looking to shock people and how much of it was real. And we'll look at that and so much more in the bonus part of today's show. We'll look at the the downfall as well because these days you go to the charts, las listas, and you never find rock songs. You get trap, you get reggaeton, but there are no rock songs. The, the last time I remember seeing rock songs on the, the chart, heavy or hard rock songs, was new metal. That was corn. But I love this kind of music. I think it rocks. And I hope you think FYI rocks as well. Because we're going to have a rocking time in the bonus part of today's show. So I hope you'll join us on today's FYI.